Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. We'd love for you to join us over there as an engagement engineer. Well Played Podcast is part of the On Podcast Media Network. So let's dive right in today. Today is season five, episode 23. And today we are discussing sort of item creation, but more specifically, when you get stuck, when you're like, I can't think of more items to create. This this podcast, hopefully, is going to help you kind of get unstuck a little bit. And for any of you engagement engineers that are part of the EMC2 learning community, uh, there is an entire items course that's part of your membership. Check that out, and it'll get you thinking about items in all sorts of different ways. A great, great, great course there with all sorts of ideas. Um, all right, but let's just talk a little bit about items in general. I got to tell you, I love items. They are so my favorite aspect, I think, of the game in general. Uh, it allows me to be creative. It allows the game to kind of come to life. And I know a lot of people struggle when they start gamifying their course that they wonder, what does that mean? What does it mean to gamify? And then they worry about like, well, how do, how do I bring the game, quote unquote, I'm doing, I'm doing air quotes here. How do you bring the game daily? How do you do that over and over and over again? And Kind of the exciting part to sort of tell people is it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't have to be that you're bringing the game daily. It's that there's game-like components running in the background. And one of the ones that is always sort of humming for me is the fact that these kids have items and power-ups and things they can do and interact with. So I think that's why I love it. It reduces that daily pressure to make my lesson thematic because base layer... They got items that put them in that world. All my items fit my sort of uh, medieval society sort of space and era, you know, that we're, we're playing with. They fit in that space, that box. And kids trade them and collect them, and they're sort of excited by them. They're doing side quests at home in which they're going to earn more of these sort of power-ups and side quests, or power-ups and items. So the game's always going. And this is that biggest miss that people, when they're they're thinking about gamifying and they're like, I don't know how I can keep it up. I don't think I can keep it up. Pfft, a huge chunk, huge chunk of my class is the same as yours. It really is. It's that these items and power-ups are humming in that background. So one, absolutely love it. Two, it allows me to be a little creative. Three, they look so cool. This summer we added on EMC2, I want to say we added like 20 some uh, designs and we're still adding some more to be honest and it is so cool, all these various designs and you could mix and match for your game or you could kind of choose one and exist in that world. That's kind of what I've done. I've chose one uh, and it's so fun. It's fun to create and think about your course and find cool little pictures and again, make your course and this game and your content kind of come to life. That's fun. But uh, again, the point of this podcast here is that some of you get stuck. Some of you get stuck. And I wanted to get you unstuck on items. So first, if you're 
new to gamifying, you might be stuck right at the beginning. Like, what does an item or power-up do at all? And I always recommend that you have your power-ups and your items at, at the beginning do things that they understand right away, like course-type things, like late homework assignment kind of thing, or maybe a free seating, or maybe that they get to go first or go last or choose when they go on a you know an activity, something like that. Uh, go back to your locker, these kind of things. What you know, things they understand right off, right out of the gate. As your game develops more and more, and they get kind of inspired to explore the game more and do more in the game, they're actually going to care more about the game items, which I think is kind of a cool transition that none of us really expected. I think in education right? I think traditional education, you, you kind of feel like there's a dance we do. Teacher teaches you some things. We give you sort of an activity to do those things. And then we're going to assess you on those things. And I'm going to give you a grade. And if I don't, if any parts of those dances don't work, then everything sort of collapses, right? Like I know a lot of teachers that are like, if I don't give a grade, they just won't do the work. So there's no way they're going to do side quests unless you're giving them a grade. Not true. Not true. Kids will do those side quests if you make them meaningful, if you make them playful, if you make them valuable to them. And I don't mean based on what they're going to get. I mean based on what they're going to become. This this is big for me. Life, school, a gamified class, it is not about what you're going to get. It's about what you're going to become. And so when I sit down and think about my side quests, what are they becoming by doing some of these side quests? What, what areas of the brain and the heart and the spirit are we activating? And as such, you're allowing kids to interact with your content in kind of different ways. And they literally are becoming something different by doing them. And that, that is cool. And so again, start schooly, but I promise you this dance that you think you have to do with grades and like everything has to have a value and you're like, gotta kind of almost entice kids. That's not what gamification is. Like we're not, we're not just enticing kids. We're sort of allowing them to explore, but to get them in, starting with something they understand might be helpful, but eventually you can transition to sort of game-related items. And this this is where we can really unstuck. I don't even know how to say that. Unstick? Make it less sticky for you? I don't know. We're going we're gonna to get you to move forward here. And sort of when I got started making items, thinking of items and what they do in the game was like the hardest thing to do. And... I got to tell you, like, one, if you can, talk to your kids about different items and games. Maybe play a game yourself and see what kind of items and power-ups you get. Uh, if your friends or kids have a Nintendo Switch, you know, load up Mario Kart and just see the items that are in there, for example. Can be one way to get ideas. Uh, a couple that I'm going to tell you right now is make some that are combos. Make some that, like, all right, my first combo, for example. I had a couple items that when I switched to the gamey type items, I had ones that uh, could give you more points on a side quest. They're called uh, mine. They're called the Crusader, Crusader's Army or whatever. And it doubles the first 300 points earned on a quest. And I, I like that language of doubles the first 300. 
Because a lot of my side quests, I don't say how high they can go. If a kid totally spends the entire weekend making a masterpiece, I'm not going to say, well, I said these were worth 200, so I guess I give you 200. That gets into the, uh, what do I want to say? It gets into the, the kind of grading, the bell curve, right? Because when that kid gives you that amazing side quest, well, then that becomes the 200 points. And now other kids are sort of stuck getting 50 points, 100 points for what you would have loved if you had not seen the sort of masterpiece that they spent the entire weekend on. So I let my side quest kind of be endless amounts of points if you kind of put in endless amounts of sort of effort into it. And as such, uh, I don't want to say just doubles your quest because somebody might do something like that. I might give them 2,000 points for that quest. Well, doubling that would become 4,000 points. That could be game-breaking for what to me is a common item that I give out quite a bit. So I just say the first 300, and if it's a small quest and you know you got 100 points, well, it'll double that 100. But if you got 400 points, it'll double the first 300, making it 600, and then you got an extra 100 on top of that. But it's not a for sure. They have to roll a die, and there's one number on the die, I think it's number one, that make it, make it not happen. So with that said, I made this, and I, and I added a mechanic of a dice. By adding that mechanic of a dice, it actually allows me to think of another item that I can create. Because like, oh, so we're going to have, this probably won't be the only item. So I'm, I'm walking you through my thinking that I did, I did when I created this, right? When I'm back, when I'm new, just like you. And it's like, ooh, I bet you this isn't the only item that I'm going to have roll to see what it does. So what would be nice would be maybe another item that allows you to reroll. It's not a guarantee that that's not gonna come up one, but now you at least have two chances at it. So by creating the one mechanic of roll dice to see what happens, it allowed me to create another item off to the side that was, uh, that you could get a reroll. Uh, then from there, there are other items I have just going on the combo of rolling dice, I have one that allows you, it's, it's, uh, you only get to use it so many times, but it allows you to set the value of your die to a particular value. That's super powerful. I have one that allows you to roll two dice and you're just taking the die, kind of like from the game Risk. You're rolling two, that doesn't mean you get two hits, you're just twice as likely to get a hit. Does that make sense? So... There's an item that lets you do that, right? So there's all these little things. By in introducing one mechanic, you can end up having other mechanics uh, that play off of it. The other type is sort of set collection. Think Monopoly. You're able to do something when you get all three properties or two properties, right? So here I have a couple items that are okay on their own, and actually some of them do nothing on their own. But if you can assemble them, right? If you can get all the components, then it becomes something. Uh, I have some that get amplified. So if you have one, it's it's okay. If you have two, it's, it's more than just double. It's more than just having two of that same thing. And if you get triple, quadruple, again, it's more than quadruple. So that's kind of fun, right? This like set collection kind of thing and kids kind of get into that. Uh, and then another one is, I'm going to tell you a new mechanic that I'm adding this year to my game. So I've always had items and I've always had badges. And now I am adding a higher level kind of, it, 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 it operates like a badge, 
but it's going to have a different name. It's going to be Medals of Distinction. And these are, so my badges are kind of like business cards, if you will, and they tape them to the front of their binder and they look cool. Items go in their item case and they're kind of rectangular, look like cards. But these Medals of Distinction, they are, I bought Avery like labels and they're round. I think I got the one inch or maybe the one and a half inch. Ah, actually, no, that's not true. I'm reading it right here. It's one and a quarter inch. That's what I got. doesn't really matter. I digress. And I made 10 of these. And they they are for different, like, awesome characteristics. It is like when you take something to that next level, you get a medal of distinction. And I love the acronym then. It's a mod, right? And the, the more mods you have, the better. And for those of you that aren't in the sort of video game world, a mod is something that sort of changes the game a little bit. And so just this word mod gets me excited and thinking, I will clearly click some items into this idea, this notion of if you have so many mods or if you have this type of mod, you know, this item does something. I have zero of these made at this point in this in this podcast. So if you're catching me, season five, episode 23, I don't have any of the items that interact with mods made yet. But what excites me is this new mechanic in my game of medals of distinction or mods, I know there can be at least one, if not two, if not three, if not, if I make it per metal distinction category, well, then there's at least 10 items that I can create. So you see how by adding a simple like mechanic, it opens up an entire world of new possibilities for your game because now there's a whole nother mechanic that I can build items and power-ups around is these mods. So this gets me excited. So if you're starting to gamify and maybe you've read my book, Explore Like a Pirate, or maybe you've picked up the new book, uh, Fully Engaged, maybe you got uh, John's book, Adrenaline Rush, all of these suggest that you start, right? Get started, put some of this stuff in play. And maybe when you've got started and you put some of this in play, maybe you didn't put a lot of different mechanics in. Well, this is kind of the exciting part. Go back to one of those books and add a mechanic. Go back to Explore Like a Pirate and look through the some almost 30 different mechanics that are in there and add a mechanic because by adding a mechanic, you are adding in a whole nother category to come up with items and power-ups around. And I would love to hear how you, like what mechanics you've added and maybe what items you've you've gotten. So if you are still listening to this podcast at this point, which I hope you are, this is a great, I mean, this is a great community. I absolutely love the well-played XP Lab and uh, EMC2's community. There's a lot of overlap in those communities and I love it. I absolutely love you guys. And uh, if you're still listening, what I'd love you to do is maybe tweet using the hashtag, uh, let's use the hashtag EMC2 and XP Lab because I really want those two communities to, to see each other uh, and put uh, in the title of it, put well played. And if you could tell me a mechanic that you use and then an item that interacts with that mechanic, that would be awesome. I would love to see that. Uh, and I'll retweet those out and respond to those. That would be fantastic. I am so excited to hear how you guys use these in your game and where they come into in your game. Uh, like I said, I could talk items 
all day long. And in fact, that items course that I have up on EMC2, I bet you someday there will be like a a 2.0 class of that, <laughs> maybe even a 3.0 class, because I just love mechanics. But I hope today that this episode of Well Played got you thinking about different combos you could do. Maybe that set collection idea, maybe even the mods, right? Medal of Distinction, I dig it. I am super excited about it and can't wait to hear how your year goes with a gamified class, a playful class, a fully engaged class. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoy and play on. <laughs>